listening to... Welcome back to Inside the Podcaster's Studio. I am your host, George Brisk. And today, we are speaking with the host, the main star, the straw that stirs the drink that we all know as Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Everybody, welcome, would you please, to the stage, Mr. Kyle. Thank you. Thanks, George. Uh, I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. Now, Kyle, James has already been on the show. We ended as great friends. It was a spectacular interview. I hope to recapture that magic with you, Kyle. Oh, great. Can we? Yeah, we can try. He told me a little about it, so yeah, I I think I'm ready. All good things. Absolutely. To be sure. Absolutely, George. A friendship to endure for all time. Yes. Let's begin. Okay. Mr. Kyle, may I call you Mr. Kyle? Sure. Mr. Kyle, a child of the theater. I'm looking at your resume, your CV, and I immediately see 13 theatrical appearances. This man, Kyle, has graced the stage 13 or more times in his life. Kyle, please tell us why. Well, ever since I was really young, I've always been kind of drawn to the theater. I like that there are some very universal stories that get told in a lot of unique ways. And there's something about actually seeing the people on stage, seeing it in person, and and being able to be fooled by performances, by the lighting, being able to relax and then suddenly realize that you're in a theater that and you kind of lost yourself in the experience you get to live an experience and if you've ever seen something amazing in your life that's happened around you you know how affecting that kind of adrenaline of those experiences can be and i think that good theater brings out that gut emotional reaction and wraps it in reason and logic and thinking time spent slaving over the word choice the characters the sets, the ideas, and I've always enjoyed that. Wonderful. Makes fools of us all, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it doesn't can. it? it? Yeah, it can, absolutely. Speaking of stories, I see here you starred in a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale in which you played a sea monster. Yep. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that was uh, probably the earliest acting memory that, that I have being on stage. I did a, uh, a, a little play before that that my neighbor actually wrote, and we just performed it for the block, and it was the, uh, it was the Odyssey, and, uh, and that was pretty fun. So we just did it on their, their front porch and, and performed it. It was really interesting. But this was the first in-the-theater experience I had, and I was very young at the time. There were lots of uh, elementary school, middle school kids that were part of this community theater that were getting cast in the roles, and they liked my spunk and my attitude but they didn't really have a role for me in the play that was written this was written by a a guy who uh, worked at the local theater so just a compilation of hans christian anderson fairy tales and they added a couple roles in for me and one of those roles was the sea monster and the sea monster was not supposed to talk it was just supposed to kind of be ever present and uh and just be a little comic relief and well i took it a little farther and uh I told some jokes on the stage, and uh, I really hammed it up and uh, kind of stole the show in some scenes. Maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> but, 
Yeah. <laughs> a joking sea monster. Yeah, it was great. Incredible. I almost told a, uh, a a priest and a rabbi joke as a uh, like four or five year old child on stage and saw my parents in the audience going, no, no, cut it off. Yeah. Early wit, early brilliance. Kyle, I wondered in this role as sea monster, did you happen to reference the Patterson Gimlin film of 1967 that claims to capture Bigfoot walking through Humboldt County, California? Was this your inspiration? Um, uh, well, I kind of just thought about sea monsters mostly. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> and the paper mache did the rest, I imagine. Y- yeah, I had a pretty interesting costume. Next theater. Yeah. Wind in the Willows. Yes. You told me that you played two roles. The role of train driver mm-hmm. and the role of a weasel. Yes. <laughs> the role of a weasel. What range, Kyle? Yeah. Tell us about your range. Well, yeah, it kind of uh, it kind of just came down to a costume change, really. Uh, that, was, that was pretty much the extent of the range I had at that point. But I'd like to think it went a little bit farther. Um, uh, Alf, the train driver. Uh, Alf! Alf, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun name for a train driver, yep. And, uh, and the weasel, I was in a, a, a pack of weasels, and we, we roved around and did weaselly things. I made, I made some fun noises, like <laughs> some weasel sounds, and got to go out in the audience. That was a lot of fun. Pop goes the weasel indeed, Kyle. <laughs> Pop goes the weasel. Yeah, something like that. I'm looking further down the list, and I see Danny Zuko of Greece. Oh, how I love Danny. Danny, Danny Zuko. Yeah. Who would have thought that one day you'd be using your Danny Zuko grease skills, speaking next to James and Loud on the Set? How did being Danny Zuko prepare you for Loud on the Set with Kyle and James? Um, probably, uh, how did it prepare me for that? Uh, I guess I kind of took the, uh, the, the things that... Zuko stood for, which were, you know, individualization uh, and following your dreams, I guess. I don't know. Uh, um, I, I took the character and kind of redesigned it to, to fit me a little bit more. I didn't want to wear a leather jacket on stage. Everybody wore leather jackets, and they wanted me to wear a leather jacket to be part of Greece. And I didn't want to wear the leather jacket, you know. It was cumbersome, and I was just, my Zuko doesn't wear a jacket, so... I kind of took the ideas of the the rebel little pack of folks, but individualized it a little bit. And I think that's kind of what James and I have done with the the podcast. We we're definitely individuals, and we're coming together to talk about and do something very similar. And though we have a lot of the same opinions, we also have a lot of different opinions. And together, we take our own personal sides of things and come to some of the same conclusions, feed off of each other, and get some uh, some good conversation out of it. The yin and the yang of the podcast world. Two major stars dancing with one another. The leather jacket that is James to the members-only jacket that is Kyle. Yeah. It's, it's deep. Speaking of deep, next play. Boy, I'm having fun running down your experiences, Kyle. Let's take a journey to Alice in Wonderland. Ah, Yes. Where Kyle starred as? I was uh, Lewis Carroll and the White Rabbit. Oh! Yes. The White Rabbit! Yep. Your second small furry mammal role. Yes. <laughs> how, how cute! Yeah. How cute! I was always late. First a weasel, now a rabbit. What's next? 
think that's an improvement. So probably, uh, I don't know, mountain lion? I'll tell you what's next. The logical next role for a man that's been a weasel and a small furry white rabbit is nothing other than a clock. A clock? A timely performance as a clock. A timely. In Beauty and the Beast. Cogsworth. Yep. Cogsworth Tell me, Kyle, clock. did you have operational hands as Cogsworth? I did, actually. It was a, a pretty ingenious costume that uh, one of my friend's fathers made for the production. And I had the ability to actually control a pendulum that was in the front of my large clock outfit. I was basically wearing a giant box. And underneath it, I had my human clothes. So I was in the clock most of the time. had a funny little clock headdress. And I could control the speed that the pendulum went depending on what my emotions were. So if I was getting heated and angry at Lumiere, the candlestick, uh, I could speed it up. And when I was tap dancing, I tap danced as the clock in some gold-plated tap shoes. Um, I, uh, I would speed it up to match the, uh, the tempo of the song that I was dancing to. So it was a lot of fun. And then at the end, I, of course, become human, shed all of the clock, and then uh, am the man underneath. So it was a, another rangy role for me. You know, Kyle, some actors are trying to capture time in a bottle, but you, my friend, have captured time in a box. <laughs> yeah, I even did a time step capturing time in a box. Magnificent. Truly magnificent. Yeah, something to behold. Now, Kyle, I have one last question regarding your theatrical performances. Absolutely. And that is the Murder Mystery Dinner Theater. Uh, yes. Yep. Did you ever want to truly kill the customers, Kyle? <laughs> there were days, George, that uh, absolutely I, I was not enjoying the clientele uh, that were accompanying it. But for the most part, the, uh, the performances were, were very fun. Uh, just a lot of murder mysteries. Most of the time, I was the character that got murdered and then would come back as the detective to solve the case. So I got to play a, a couple different roles and facilitate the, uh, the murder mysteries and... It was, it was a lot of fun. It could be a lot of fun, depending on who came through the door. Now, Kyle, before we move on to your cinematic achievements, last question regarding the theater. Yes. How many Tony Awards have you won? Currently zero. Um, no Tony Awards. Shocking. I haven't, haven't done any, any Broadway yet. I've been to Broadway. I saw Wicked on Broadway. It was good. Uh, what about Newsies? Oh, what a delightful play. I love the way the boys prance around the stage, delivering their papers, throwing them here and there and wherever. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a fun performance. You would be, be a great Newsies. Yeah, I would like that Would you a like lot. to be a Newsies? I, I would like to be a Newsies, yeah. Let's talk movies, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> I do that best. Let's talk inoculation. <laughs> yeah. Who is Inoculation, Kyle? <laughs> well, uh, Inoculation was the title of a uh, low-to-no-budget uh, zombie movie that I wrote when I was in high school. And then as a graduation present to myself, I purchased some equipment and props and got a group of my friends together and uh, put together a movie. And the first cut was about two and a half hours, so it was uh, fairly insanely long at first. And then I... I pared it down to a solid hour and 45 minutes. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a fun romp uh, through the world of zombie movie cliches and uh, 
some interesting locations that we had the the privilege to shoot on in uh, in Columbus, Ohio, in and around Ohio. Hotbed of cinematic activity. I- at least when we were there, yeah. You direct and wrote this movie. I did and, and starred in it. it. Yeah. Were you also the key grip? I kind of. <laughs> the best boy. Uh, yeah. The caterer. Um, on some occasions. Were animals harmed in the making? No, no animals were harmed except for human animals. We harmed ourselves uh, a couple of times making. Oh, oh! the pain of movie making. <laughs> The suffering of an artist. Yeah, definitely suffering. I was editing it for about three years after I made it, so it took a while. Excellent, Kyle. Yeah. The dedication of a man on a mission. <laughs> Next movie, Slender. Mm. I watched this film recently, Kyle. I had quite a time watching you stumble about like a drunken fool in the woods. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the premise, yeah. Tell us about Slender. Uh, yeah, so... I guess you could say Slender is based on the Slender Man uh, myth that the internet kind of created. Um, There were a couple of video games and stories and urban legends that showed up about this Slender Man who lived in the forest and and wore a creepy suit and had no face. And uh, I, I guess there's lots of ideas about what he did. But to me, in my interpretation, when we filmed the movie was he was the summation of fears and psychological distress. So I had a generally unwell uh, individual who was drunk one night get lost in a uh, somewhat mystical wooded area and then have to come to terms with his fears and realizations of of the psychological damages he had done to his life um, by the end of the night. And who knows what happens uh, in the morning. But uh, a very fun, uh, interesting film to to make and then uh based on that character the sum of fears kyle perhaps the sum of them all like the fear i find myself in when i'm on the toilet and i'm fresh out of hygienic paper and my and my servant boy is not answering the bell yeah i can imagine that might be quite quite spooky the worst of fears yeah are made real Kyle, I have two more movies I'd like to ask you about. Okay. Recovering from the fear. The Dark Knight Rises. Yep. <laughs> Directed by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. You are listed in the credits as Jackass in Trenchcoat. Yep. What, Kyle? Yeah, so uh, picture it's... Uh, it's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the middle of summer, and uh, they're doing a cattle call for extras to be in The Dark Knight Rises, and they're going to film in in the Steelers Stadium. And uh, they wanted us to wear winter clothing so that when they, you know, edited the scene and went through post-production, it would be in the dead of winter, which is what you see in the movie. So it was about 95 degrees outside, and I decided I wanted to look good for my... uh, Hollywood motion picture debut, so I wore a uh, trench coat and a hat, and it was... Uh, it was and you looked like a jackass! I, I sure did, yeah. Oh. I was sweating, and it was un- unbelievably hot, and I felt pretty silly. The foolishness of the theater from his days back being a sea monster returned to being a jackass in an arena. 
Yeah, I don't know if it actually said uh, jackass in a trench coat in the credits. I don't. I don't think it was actually listed in the credits, but uh, that's that's certainly one way you can interpret <laughs> how I was feeling. Yeah. Oh, I shall look for it again and take a screenshot, as the kids say. Okay. Jackass. You please, please do send it to me. Loud on the set at gmail.com. You can let us know. Last movie, Kyle. Yeah. Three words. Separated by two commas. Okay. Tell me about dance, dance, revolution. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so I guess we're going way back. Um, but in in my heyday as a child, I was quite the dance, dance, revolution protege. Uh, I would go to the local arcade and play dance, dance, revolution a lot. I got a home set on a uh, PlayStation so I could practice. And uh, I only ever hustled one kid at Dance Dance Revolution, but he was being kind of a jerk and, uh, and said something to the effect of that I was a grandpa and could never beat him. So, uh, so we danced on ultra super hard or whatever, and I crushed him. And uh, we ponied up five bucks for it, but I didn't take his money. I just shamed him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Dance Dance Revolution. So I used to uh, make embarrassing uh, music videos of myself playing Dance Dance Revolution and uh, would edit them to look like MTV. So that was pretty funny. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> well, dancing super hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I didn't say dancing super hard. I said oh. dance super, super hard. hard. Okay. Right now? What are you asking me? Next question, Kyle. Okay. We're going to get into my sort of unscripted beyond the theater, beyond the movie's questions. Okay. Into a realm deeper, more profound. Question number one, Kyle. Yep. If you were an animal, which animal would eat you? Which animal would eat me? Uh, uh, and, I'm, and I'm an animal? Does it, matter, does it matter what animal I am? If you were an animal, Kyle. Okay. What animal would eat you? Uh, I think a, probably vultures. Vultures would eat me. A rotting dead animal. Interesting choice. Yeah. From such a lively young man. Such a vital, young, strapping... Kyle. Question the two. I'm ready. When you have a hole in your sock, Kyle, and it's in the middle of the sock, not quite on the heel and not quite on the toes, but somewhere right in between where the bridge of your foot doesn't quite come into contact with the floor surface, what do you do? Do you discard this sock? Do you maintain the sock and keep it knowing that chances of filth touching your skin are minimalized? Or were you, was that it? Those are your two options. Uh, I, I think I'd make the sock work. Doesn't seem like too big a deal <laughs> to me. Make the sock work. Make as if he's a little sock slave driver. He's going to make the sock do the work for him. Why? Yeah, I guess that's one interpretation of that sentence, but I think you understood what I was saying. I'm not so sure I understood anything happening today, Kyle. Oh, okay. My last question and my lack of understanding is, what do I have to do, George Brisk, at this very moment, to get you to recreate your Dance Dance Revolution movies for me right now? <laughs> well, 
what do I have to do to get you to dance super, super hard? hard. <laughs> um, I have the game in the back. Uh, uh, as as fun as that sounds, uh, I I think that for your for your audience listening here, uh, it it wouldn't do much for them, that, since this is all audio. So, but I've already told you my servant boy has ceased to answer the bell. Okay, well, uh, in addition, it looks like you're... James agreed to do it when he was on the show. Let's make it a loud on the set duo. <laughs> I, I don't think he did. I, I talked to him about it afterwards. And uh, and I think I think contractually, we're, we'll just finish out our conversation here and uh, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. I'll let you hustle me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you, George. Uh, I haven't done it in a while, so I... I think maybe uh, maybe another time might be better. We'll save it for the outtakes, the DVD, the DVD special, the DVD, the DVD special. You produce DVDs of these. This has been inside the podcaster studio. Okay. I'm George Brisk, and I've been talking with the lovely Kyle <laughs> from Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Kyle, send my love and my warmest regards to James. Would you? I will let him know you're thinking about him. Yeah. And you always have my heart, you know. Oh, yeah? Okay. Tune in next week for Inside the Podcaster Studio. Kyle, will you be coming back? Back-to-back <laughs> uh, uh, -back I'll take episodes? that as a yes. Thank oh, you very much. Okay. And I'll talk to everybody soon. Probably not. And cut.